Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Parents Against Vaping podcast, Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms. And we're the wrong moms. I'm Meredith Berkman. I'm Dorian Furman. Today we're gonna give you the backstory of how we and a friend launched a national grassroots movement as a response to the youth vaping epidemic. For those of you who are not familiar with our organization, Parents Against Vaping E-Cigarettes, or PAVE, was founded in 2018 by three moms as a response to the youth vaping epidemic. Today, Parents Against Vaping E-Cigarettes is a national grassroots organization with parent volunteers in at least 15 states. We advocate and educate in states around the country and we fight to protect our kids from the dangers of flavored e-cigarettes and the predatory practices of these big tobacco e-cigarette companies. We're launching this podcast now because there has never been a more important or urgent time to get out our message. We must educate ourselves and we must educate our kids about the dangers of vaping. Vaping harms lungs, especially our kids' developing lungs. And in the face of the deadly respiratory COVID-19 virus, people who are vaping, especially our kids who are vaping, are more likely to develop severe symptoms from COVID should they contract it. And that's why we want to get them to quit now. We are so thrilled and pleased to introduce to you our special guests for today, our sons, my son, Philip, and Meredith's son, Caleb. Our lives changed forever when our boys came home and reported to us, as Caleb called it, a quote, mixed message anti-jewel presentation at school in 2018. They're the reason that we got focused on this issue. They're the reason we started this organization. And that's why we wanted uh, all of you to hear their story because their story has led us to where we are today. Let's start from the beginning. Philip, when were you first introduced to a jewel and when did you first try it? I was first introduced to a jewel at the end of eighth grade. Um, my friend had handed it to me and I didn't really know much about Juul or other e-cigarettes at the time. And I tried it. I did know that there was nicotine in it, but I didn't understand what nicotine did to anyone's body, let alone a developing teenager's. How did it become so popular? A lot of things with kids and teenagers come and go. There are always the popular things at the time as in the past with fidget spinners, uh, silly bands, and things like that with really no purpose or no real logical explanation behind, but that people just tend to gravitate to, especially teenagers and kids. The only difference with this device is that it had nicotine in it, which is an extremely addictive substance, and it got kids hooked. One main reason that it was so hard to quit, at least for me, and I know a lot of other people feel this too, is that there is always nicotine around. When you're going out with your friends, even if you're just hanging out with friends and not even at a party or a social setting, but you're just with one or two of your friends, one of them is most likely going to have a device that will deliver nicotine to your system. And it's really hard to be able to be around your friends who have these devices and not use it 
because when you have a craving, it's so hard to say no, especially when it's right in front of you. Caleb, can you tell us what happened um, in April of 2018? And I'd like to know why you thought it was really important to um, come home and tell me about it. Under the guise of a mental health seminar, a speaker who identified himself as someone who had worked with Jewel in the past came in, described the Jewel as being totally safe. It really concerned me because I had, I had seen uh, a lot of my peers um, feel as if their use of nicotine was now justified because the speaker had told them that it was completely safe. And that is what really made me come home and tell you about the events of that day. So Meredith and I and our third co-founder got together the following day and tried to figure out what had happened. Within 24 hours, we figured out what had happened. The outside addiction group hired by the school was led through their Google search directly to a named Jewel employee in charge of something like, quote, youth prevention education. And of course, that person was all too happy to recommend a supposed educator to tell kids not to jewel. And that's how a jewel rep entered our kids' school without the school's knowledge and without other adults present and have that jewel representative tell a group of ninth graders that jeweling was, quote, totally safe and would be receiving FDA approval any day. We were not the only school they were in. They had been in many other schools and Department of Eds in many states had to actually put out alerts to the schools not to let them in. And I remember saying, we've got to join the Mothers Against Drunk Driving of Jeweling. And then we realized there wasn't one. And so Doreen hates when I say this, but I, I joked for a long time. So we were the necessary idiots who had to start it. I don't think we realized what we were getting into. And while we had become aware of this new teen trend and jeweling, we didn't understand the scope, not only of the predatory practices of this company, but the scope of youth usage. And as we began to discuss this problem with doctors and researchers, we became aware of how pervasive it was at the time. So we started reaching out to different parents we knew, we started talking to schools, and then we realized that in addition to educating parents, it was also important to advocate and to help change the laws. So we started reaching out to public health groups and public advocacy groups and anti-tobacco groups. We put together a very rudimentary but informative website, and we started getting emails from parents around the country. And emails with questions, emails with stories, and we realized that this was something that was incredibly timely and relevant, that there were parents who were hurting. There were parents who needed assistance, there were parents who needed support, and there were parents who needed information. As we say, the podcast is called Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms, and they did. We feel that we are not letting Big Tobacco get a hold of our kids. That October, we put together our first educational presentation in New York, a high school, and we had 250 maybe who attended. And, you know, as they say, we were off to the races. We started showing up at hearings. We started writing letters. We started doing uh, phone banking and phone calls. We had a bunch of teens come after school, and they all called assembly members and senators from the New York area to 
express their support of a ban of e-cigarette flavors. So we really hit the ground running, and yet we did not realize the scope of what we were getting into. One thing that we're particularly proud of was our testimony for Congress in July of 2019. Dorian and I and Philip and Caleb um, spoke before a Congressional House Oversight panel investigating Juul and the youth vaping epidemic. Good morning. The subcommittee will come to order. This hearing is entitled Examining Juul's Role in the Youth and Nicotine Epidemic, Part 1. That's the voice of Illinois Congressmember Raja Krishnamurthy. It's Krishnamurthy who has led the charge in the House to hold Juul and other vaping companies accountable for marketing to and preying upon kids. Caleb, that's a day I will never forget. What is it you remember most about that day and about standing up in public and testifying in Congress with the Juul co-founder listening to every word in that room? Coming in, I was a little nervous until I realized that the room was a lot less um, intimidating than it looked on TV because it almost felt like a conversation with how small the room was. Um, I remember just telling my story, and it felt good to finally be able to publicly hold this company accountable. Philip, when you testified in Congress, how did it feel to stand up and speak in the most powerful an important legislative branch of our government. I definitely felt empowered because the fact that someone as young as me could go up and speak and actually say something and contribute something to the conversation that mattered and affected the decision of these insanely important people is crazy to me. Now let's go back and listen to a little bit more of the hearing. Did the presenter ever say that Jewel was safe? Um, yes. Did the presenter call Juul, quote-unquote, totally safe? Yes. Were there kids who had never been Juuling that were more likely to try after hearing it was, quote-unquote, totally safe? I believe that um, after this meeting, kids were more inclined to vape. <sighs> okay, this is um, very uh, disturbing behavior, to say the least. Thank you, uh, Caleb and Philip. We're incredibly proud of our kids for bringing this to our attention. And we're incredibly proud about um, the work that we started and the work that we continue to do. We are really the only organized parent voice out there. And we decided we were going to stand up and fight back, that we weren't going to let these people, this, this powerful company, and we weren't going to let them target our kids. There has never been a more important time for parents to educate themselves about the youth vaping epidemic and arm themselves with whatever resources are out there. You know, we have lots of resources on our site, and one of the one of the resources that I um, that I certainly want to mention comes from our uh, partner and sponsor of this podcast, the Truth Initiative. Do you have a teen or young adult at home that vapes? This is Quitting is a free and anonymous text message program designed to help young people quit vaping. Teens and young adults can text Ditch Vape to 88709 to sign up today. That's provided by Truth, the National Youth Tobacco Prevention Campaign from our partner and sponsor, uh, the Truth Initiative. It's the first of its kind program that helps young people feel motivated, inspired, and supported. 
while quitting. More than 150,000 young people have enrolled since the program launched in January 2019. The messages include evidence-based tips and strategies to quit combined with real feedback from young people. Again, teens and young adults can enroll by texting Ditch Vape to 88709. Truth Initiative also offers free text messages for parents who are helping their children quit vaping. I myself enrolled in this program as well and would get different ideas and tips to help support my son. You can join the program by texting QUIT to 202-899-7550 or by visiting becomeanx.org to sign up. To learn more about Truth Initiative and its programs, visit truthinitiative.org. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our story. If you know of any other parents or if you have any friends who you think would be interested, please share this podcast. And if you want to get involved with PAVE and help us educate parents, build up our pods, or help us advocate in city halls and state houses or in Washington when things hopefully soon go back to normal, uh, or for now on the digital level, there are so many things that parents can do every step a parent takes, whether it's listening to this podcast and hopefully turning in again next week or signing up. Uh, online through our uh, website, parentsagainstvaping.org, for one of our webinars. Um, all of these things matter. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week on Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms.